All right, Michael, thank you so much for joining us today for Community mm -hmm. Quotes. If I can have you first uh, say and spell your first and last name for us. My first name is Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L. Mm -hmm. My last name is Wetzel, W-E-T-Z-E-L. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us today. I uh -huh. really appreciate it. Uh, Michael, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? I'm from New Orleans. Okay. I was born in Medley, grew up there. Uh, with my mom, my dad, and my sister, went to uh, Alice Bunny, went mm -hmm. to Myersloaf Junior High, and I went from East Jefferson to Bonneville, back to East Jefferson, and then I moved down to Lafayette okay. in 97. Oh, in 97, so you've mm -hmm. been here since. Um, do you go back to New Orleans every now and then and visit? No, um, no? <laughs> I, I told my, pa my dad passed away. Okay. It's the only thing, I, the closest I want to get to New Orleans is when I'm watching the New Orleans Saints on TV. On the game. Yeah. So you're a Saints fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Since 86. Oh, that's good. So it was long before they won the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. That's that's good. Because yeah, sometimes they have fans that come out of the woodworks just Super Bowl time. Yeah, I can't stand that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about other sports teams that you like? Uh, I'm big in baseball, okay. and that's about it. Um, my teams are Oakland Athletics and the San Francisco Giants. Nice. Yeah. Good teams. Uh -huh. Underdogs. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so you uh, you said you're from New Orleans, um, and uh, and then you moved here to Lafayette in '97. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So what do you like about Lafayette? The food, the people are very nice, mm -hmm. and the atmosphere is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You and like the music scene around here? No. No? I am not big on Zalico, and I can't stand Cajun music. You can't? Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you attend Festival International or any of the other festivals? No, I'm around? usually walking around that time, and NFL Draft comes on at that time, uh -huh. so I stay home and watch the NFL Draft. Gotcha. So, so yeah, so you like the NFL Draft. Okay. Um, I know I've seen you around here at AOC, so yeah. you're a member. How long have you been a member here? Oh, let me see. I want to say, I want to say about 2015. Okay, so th yeah. three or four years. Yeah, yeah, I went on Bob's show, Insight into Mental Health, uh -huh. and when he had Brandon as his producer, mm -hmm. he had mentioned how cheap it is to, you know, be able to do what you want at yeah. a reasonable price and all year round. So I was thinking to myself, like, why I haven't grabbed this? Because yeah. I was um, in a band with one of my buddies, and then he kind of needed to take a break. So then I, I did. I decided to do my own musical thing. Mm -hmm. This is kind of different than you see in my fiat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you mainly use the podcast. Booth, yeah, right? but yeah, to, to record, record CDs. And you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. So tell me about your music. Um, what kind of genre do you appeal to? Uh, well, let me say this. I like a lot of music from the 30s to oh. about now. Okay. But uh, the music that I do that I fell in love with since about 96 was um, Shock Walk. Okay. It's kind of like Marilyn Manson, Wob Zombie, Alice mm -hmm. Cooper, Cradle Filth type mm -hmm. music. And um, so I decided to start doing that, and I go by the uh, I go by the name of King of Hall and Death. Okay. And in isn't is not like it's a certain genre of people who like that type of music. Mm -hmm. Then you know, based on 
say like pop or something. Yeah, yeah, it's different, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen any of those performers uh, in concert? Well, I haven't seen them live, but I've seen them on yeah. TV and all that. Yeah. Because Lafayette is not going to allow Neil Vans to come to Lafayette. <laughs> yeah, I, I think with Marilyn Manson, you got that right. Now, Alice Cooper, um, I used to work at Paragon Casino, yeah. and he's been on the casino circuit for a while. And oh, yeah. uh, he puts on a good show. He yeah. doesn't do the huge theatrics, yeah. but he's still uh, a, a very interesting person to see uh, put on a, he puts on a great show. Yeah. Because, you, know, you know, that's the whole thing about Shockwalk. You yeah. know, it's, it's just not about the music, but what they do mm -hmm. to entertain mm -hmm. the crowd. Now, do you uh, perform live anywhere, or are you pretty much just behind the scenes? Um, for right now, I'm just doing the uh, the CDs and all that. Yeah. But uh, I was playing out Atmosphere until I got banned. Okay. Yeah, okay. it wasn't, the owner didn't quite like he didn't like the type of music. Well, actually, she didn't like the type of music. She didn't like it. Yeah. Okay. So it was, it was cool because I got, I got tired of playing there because it used to be fun, but then when she came in, she kind of popped the air out of the fun bubble and, uh, you know, now people quit going over there because, you know, they can't, you know, it's not where it used to be. Okay. Okay. Uh, whenever you were a child, did you enjoy listening to music or writing music like you do now? Um... I ain't so like writing music until I was like a teenager. Okay. When I was like 16, mm -hmm. it was like a competition. And um, so my teacher told us to, you know, write a, a song. So the band that we were supposed to write a song for, if they picked it, your school won mm -hmm. computers. So there was a indie folk band. So I wrote something that was folk music and, mm -hmm. you know, it, it won the competition. Oh, wow. Yeah. And everything. And Do it, you remember the song? No, it was, it was just, only I can remember it was about two people who fell in love in the city who broke up, never to love again, and then they kind of went their separate ways, went oh. back home until they died of a broken heart. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was a very emotional song, but it just came to me in order, like, in, like, two seconds, and then I gave it to my teacher, she cried, and mm -hmm. she's like, wow. Everybody else wanted to do rap music or heavy metal, and I was like, the band that wants you to write a song is folk music, so kind of go to the genre of music. Mm -hmm. um, so after school, did you start working or did you take a um, break from that? I think I finished with school. We moved here in, to Lafayette. Mm -hmm. So yeah, kind of like, I want to say in a couple of months, I was looking for Louis Carlos, my first job at 18, and then Stayed there for two years and then left ties and went to McDonald's. Okay. And now I work at um, Albertsons for like 18 years. You've been at Albertsons for 18 yeah, years? Yeah, since 99. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool place to work for. The people are nice and can't get any better bosses than the ones I have. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you encounter customers too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, um, they look for me, they ask for me, they hate when I go on vacation because <laughs> nothing gets done. <laughs> Wow. So, well, yeah, it sounds like you're a dedicated employee. Yeah. Do you have any hobbies aside from music and going to um, a dedicated job? I do, but I do like every now and then when I feel up to it, I, I kind of like dabble in weightlifting. Mm -hmm. I used to bodybuild before I started doing music, mm -hmm. and I've been doing that since I was, since I was 16. I'm like 39 right now. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of do it 
like when I'm in the mood for it and when mm -hmm. I have the energy. Um, and I do martial arts. Oh, you do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, my cousin taught it to me when he got, came over from the Marines. Mm -hmm. And he taught me um, hand and come back to now. It's like, I know it and I try not to use it as much because just because you know how to use it doesn't mean you should. Right. And nobody ever wins a fight. Everybody loses when they fight. No matter if you win or lose, you still lose because people should be able to talk out the differences than to throw a fist. That's right. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's what we're here, uh, you know, at AOC. That's yeah. where we practice is everybody's right of free speech. Yeah. Um, everyone is entitled to say and voice their own opinion. Oh, so yeah. um, I'm glad that you're a member and that you, you get a chance to do that. Oh, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your music. Um, are you working on an album right now? Um, I wrote about, about 15, 16, 17 songs. Okay. That I'm going to put on two different CDs. Mm -hmm. Don't really know the name of it yet. Okay. Maybe I'm gonna call it Four Inches to Go, Four Inches to Nothing, but not too sure what it's gonna be called yet. Okay. I usually come in here, do the CD, and then I kind of think about what I'm gonna call it after I'm done, mm -hmm. and usually comes out pretty decent. How many songs would you say that you've written in your lifetime? Uh, I wanna say about I wanna say about maybe three to five hundred. Wow. Yeah, because my mind's always going. Mm -hmm. Like, um, my best friend from New Orleans, uh, his, his name was Alberto, and um, we grew up, he was like a brother to me, and so um, keep in contact with him. Mm -hmm. But um, he had told me, you know, he was came out to college, told me he was gay, and I said, dude, I've been knowing that since you was kids. Mm -hmm. But uh, they had that shooting in Orlando. Mm -hmm. Oh, at that, so he was like, oh, man, so I wore my poem. And uh, and it kind of helped them, you know, see mm -hmm. see that it would be better days. Okay. And the poem became a song before I started doing the shock rock, mm -hmm. and it was called um, "Smile for Peace." Oh. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like gentlemen had uh, give um, give peace a chance, and mine was kind of like "Smile for Peace." Is that? One of your favorite songs that you've ever written, because it had a lot of yeah, meaning. that one, and I wrote a song for my grandmother, my coworker. I'm um I support black breast cancer, mm -hmm. so I was I wrote a song called um oh what's the name of that goofy song? Lady in Pink, and it was about supporting breast cancer and helping people, you know, get get through it because you need a when ladies go through that tra tragic time, mm -hmm. they need somebody. They need something to help them fight through it. And if you got that support, then it will help you. Because one of my customers, I gave her the CD, and her her niece was going through it with a ballet. And even though she lost her life to it, she it managed to help her go through, like, it helped her, like, in a mission for, like, a month or two, and then it came back. But... It helped her fight through it to the end, mm -hmm. and um, so yeah, you know, I wrote, I wrote a, a song about it, and you know, and, and it has the poetry in it about um, in the end, only when I was pink, and I want to let you die, my sister, my friend. Just remember all the brave ladies who came before you and f never gave up the fight until the end. Mm -hmm. Only when I was pink, my friend, and it was just to support. The whole, the whole movement. Yeah, because that is a tough one to go through. It is. 
It is, and that's a good, inspiring yeah. song. Now, the songs that you write now, do you um, want to touch anyone's lives with them uh, or send a specific message? <clears throat> with um, Shock Rock, I'm just having fun doing it. You're just having fun. Yeah, it's n there's really nothing, no meaning to it. It's just, you know, I write the song about, about everyday life mm -hmm. towards me, and then I put it out there. I mean, the only song that could touch anybody would be um, Black Tape. Mm -hmm. And it's about people not letting you express your freedom to speak. Yeah. Like if you're a Democrat, people say, oh, no, Republicans are good. If you're a Republican, people, no, no, Democrats are better. And it's kind of like you can, you, it's like black tape. You can silence my, you can silence, you silence my voice, but you can't silence my words of peace, black tape. Mm -hmm. And this is about, even if somebody tells you, even somebody like, say Shh, it doesn't work out you know you could still write it on paper and get it out whenever you're writing songs where do you like to be do you like to find a favorite spot in your house or at a coffee shop or where do you like to write any it once i have the the song in my head i try just to go it doesn't matter where i'm at i'll just try to find a quiet place and write it real quickly and then you mm know -hmm. and, and, and then We'll go on what I'm doing. Sometimes I, it's at work. I, I get these songs in my head, and sometimes it could be in my nightmares. I having I kind of like having nightmares because it comes out to really interesting stuff really? when it out. Hmm. You know. Well, I'm sorry that you have nightmares. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, we all do. That's, we all do. Yeah. That's the thing you do is just embrace them and try to put them on paper and see what what was about and what they could, yeah. what they mean, what it could be going. That's probably therapeutic. Yeah. Um, do you find that as a musician that you go through phases um, of what you like to listen to or what you want to, you know, change or develop I, into over the years? I mean, when I did folk music. I want it to be about peace and make everybody, you know, quit being violently and everything, you know, give peace to sleep, silence and violence. Where Shock Rock is um, just about, you know, I'm, I don't, like, I don't believe in putting down Christ in music. Mm -hmm. I believe that's too easy. Mm -hmm. I believe the music in my, my um, Shock Rock musical is, um, kind of like watching a horror movie mm -hmm. but me singing about it and you can hear the screaming and all the creeping things in the background but okay. yeah I would try to um to not to not to change you know whatever change I'll just kind of keep going for it gotcha do you have any aspirations to make any videos in the future yeah I mean I want to make one that's my next thing I want to do before you know Either this membership or next time I get my membership, I wanna um, make like a creepy dark video of a cemetery and you know have, you know see where it leads to. That could be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and being a member here at AOC, oh, yeah. certainly would be able to to put that together. So that yeah. would be oh, yeah. that would be something I think that we can look forward to. Yeah. Um, and this can be regarding music or movies. What is your favorite decade and why? Um, good question. Um, I think my favorite decade was to be probably the 80s. Okay. I mean, I was I was a kid growing up, but 
it just seemed very peaceful. Uh, enough, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, they still had their problems, but it seemed like everything w was very peaceful, and nobody had, any, you know, that much problems. Mm -hmm. You know, the music was music. You know, everything was coming out. Seems like this generation is. Kids were going out to play, and now it seems like this generation, everybody's singing inside, and nobody's seeing what the sun can brighten up your day. That is true. Mm -hmm. um, I know about your musical background, but what about movies or TV shows? What are some of your favorites that you like to watch? Um, not too many TV shows I like anymore because mm -hmm. the whole. TV is getting just plain horrible. Yeah. I mean, I watched probably Porn Saw that on History oh, yeah. Channel and Counting Calls and um and Ghost Adventures. Cause I like I like I'm missing in haunted places. <laughs> I actually yeah. grew up in a haunted spot. Oh. When I moved down here. So, you want to tell me about that? Um, uh, the Mimosas Apartments. Okay. I was living there, and we we're first living in the back at 133F. And one day I was getting away for work, and I, something flew out of my closet. So I'm thinking, well, that's nothing. Didn't think enough of it. And then other things sort of place flying off of counters, doors opening, rocket chills, walking back forth, blinds going up and down. Uh, my mom's sleeping one night, and the lights clicked on. So I'm thinking, well, let's go. Maybe she, she's up. And I asked mom, you're up, and I can hear her sleeping. I'm thinking to myself, and then the lights turns back off, and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> so then we moved out of that apartment, and we moved to the front, and it, the same stuff was continuing. I was sleeping one night, and um, it felt like somebody was forcing me down to the bed where I couldn't move. And so I was all up and got up as quick as I could. And the picture I could think of is this older lady in a white dress back in the 1900s mm -hmm. with this evil like look on her face. Mad as, mad as a hornet's bee, just holding me down, mm -hmm. looking at me dead to my face. And uh, um, I asked a, a police about it, and he told me he told me the same thing happened to a Asian kid at uh, UL. And so he told me to get some holy water, get the Bible, and and he told me what to say. Well, the thing tried to choke me in my sleep mm -hmm. after getting it out of my bedroom, and um, everything was kind of fine for a little while, and then it came back like last well i think it was like last year before we moved out and um it was to a point where i couldn't go to sleep mm -hmm. i was falling asleep i was pure exhausting i had a, the last the final saw of it while i had a dream well nightmare and i was a catholic priest and two of my um customers at Alberson was in my dreams my nightmare and i was like the priest and the devil went inside both of them so i got out the guy but when the woman it went to the woman, she turns her head on and screams, she's the devil, and it woke me up. And the uh, the AC, it was in August, the AC wasn't running that well, mm -hmm. and my woman felt like it was like like a crisp 30 degrees, you could see the, the, your breath and everything, and it was like very hot that, that mm -hmm. year. So like I tell you, my nightmares helps me write songs. It became a song called The Darkness of Silence. Mm -hmm. But just uh, water turning on, doors opening, it actually let out my um, my little chihuahua out of the room one time because we had shut the door and she got out. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was a very evil entity that was in there. And then when I was five, I went walking into my, um, my bedroom 
to go to bed and um just this they call it um it's like a goat's head but human's body with wings came out of my bedroom and um scaled the heebie-jeebies out of me and then you know like later on i uh became a cushion and um i still have memories of that mm -hmm. and um my mom was oh is this in your head and I pulled up the picture to her and said, this is what I saw when I was five, and her mouth just dropped. Wow. Yeah, it, it happens, but, you know, I believe in God and Jesus overcomes evil every day. Mm -hmm. That's why when I like my Hall of Shock music, I don't put down Christ because I'm a born-again Christian, mm -hmm. but I do like the music, so what I do is, is I, um, I kind of make it sound, I, I kind of write about, like, horrifying like hall music as hall movies. Okay, okay. Um, is there anything about yourself that you would like to change? Not really. I mean, the only thing I w w would want to change, but yeah, I kind of got over it quick when I met my um, girlfriend I've been dating since 2002 was mm -hmm. uh, I was really shy. Oh, yeah. But then after doing that and my buddy helping me by throwing me in the, f making me sing when we first saw that the two-man folk band, it kind of helped me and I'd be too sh no more shy around people, kind of got me out. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. That would be the only thing I want to change if that would be something, if I still had, um, she'll shy a little bit, but not as much anymore. Okay. Um, do you like to travel? No. No. You like to stay home? Yeah, I can't stand being on the road looking at tree after trees after trees. <laughs> I'm like, ah. Yeah. So you don't want to take a vacation anywhere? No. Actually, I took a three weeks vacation from pay from work uh -huh. and came here for all three weeks. Wow. Yeah. You love AOC that much? Yeah, it's like a second home. Gets me away from everything else in life. That's awesome. Yeah. We appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Well, I appreciate you doing, having sure. a place like this. Sure. Michael, what is the best advice you've ever been given? Best advice I've been given? Uh, probably um, somebody told me one time, which was my dad, he's, I was came home mad. I wanted to wing this kid's neck, <laughs> and I hold my grounds, and my dad said, look, you can go back to school and beat this kid up, but you're only holding yourself mm -hmm. because you're going to be the one in trouble with the weapon. This kid's not. So the best thing you can do is just walk away. Yeah. And he said, and that's when he told me, uh, um, being a man means meaning to walk away from from a fight, or or even don't go too far fighting. Just go to you know, sort of speak one on one as a man. Mm -hmm. And even my NFL, no, I mean my high school coach told us that. Yeah. Yes, he, he told us. He, I'm a, I'm a t He told us we're gonna teach you something about manhood, how not to get into a fight, how to walk away, how to talk your differences out, not to get yourself in trouble. Mm -hmm. And so I learned that from my high school coach and my dad, not to get into a big argument. That's good advice. Mm -hmm. Michael, if you could spend one day in somebody else's shoes, who would it be and why? Uh, 
And it could be a celebrity. It could be someone famous, non-famous, living or deceased. You know, this is going to be a surprise for a lot of people because I can't stand this guy well, from all, at all. Mm -hmm. And I think what he did was not cool. But maybe maybe calling Kaepernick to see why he did what he did. Mm -hmm. See if if it was for a real thing that he was standing for or just to save his job. Mm -hmm. You know, just to see if what he did was true or not true, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. just to see how that would work out. Yeah. See if he took a knee to save his job, which I think he did. Or did he take a knee to actually to to help, you know? Mm -hmm. But I mean, there's better ways to do it than, than, than do it to the, the flag. Um, do you have any fears or phobias? Oh, yeah. Okay, what are they? Even though I can swim really good, I am afraid of water. Right. Yeah, and it's not just like, it's the idea of going like traveling on a bridge and knowing that they got water underneath you mm -hmm. and having that fear of going off the bridge mm -hmm. and drowning in the car. Yeah. And I think that's a common fear for yeah. a lot of people. That's probably why I don't travel because you know, I know they got you got to go bush and and yeah. and everything, and I hate heights. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm terrified of heights. <laughs> Michael, where do you see yourself in ten years from now? Hopefully, alive and just continue doing music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, hopefully, now um, and hopefully not doing something that you know that may regret regret in life. Hopefully, just being a good person and continue doing music and continue coming over here. Mm -hmm. You mentioned, uh, you know, not having any regrets. Um, do you have any regrets of anything that you've done in your past? Actually, no. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't regret doing my music or almost film getting banned. I mean, I was so hey, don't do it now, but you can play for years and years. And I said, no, I can't do that. I got to do, you know, I, ha I will have a regret then. I said, no, I got to do it myself. Mm -hmm. And one thing I go by in life, if you're going to do something, no matter if it's music, living, what, just do it, don't regret it. Because if you regret it, then you're going to regret yourself for not doing it. Yeah. That's really good advice. Um, just a few more questions That's left. That's cool. Uh, what achievement are you most proud of? Um, managed to hold a job for 18 years as one, and um, mm -hmm. I was a, a couple of, um, two times I was um, at Albertsons, and um, one time this guy was, well, this lady had her infant in the buggy, and this guy was actually was trying to take it, mm -hmm. but she managed to get to the front, she checked out. And she told the manager, and she told me, I walked her to a car, and they was gonna go pick up her husband afterwards. So I made sure that they got in the car, locked the door, and made sure they drove off. I'm gonna go find the guy, and I said, look, I said, look, I told him to get lost because if they're not, we're gonna have to call the cops on him. And, and as I was about to dial 911, he took off. Oh, wow. Yeah, and another story was, um, I was at Albertson talking to the guy, waiting for him to put stuff up. Mm -hmm. And this car was backing out, and this little like Tyler was sitting in the the car, his daughter, mm -hmm. and the car the car was coming out of. So I took the buggy and moved it over that way and saved the kid's life before getting hit. Wow! 
Yeah. And also, too, I uh, look back on, I was like, happy that I could be able to do it. Yeah. And all that. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. You're a hero. Yeah, I guess so. It was just, you know, it was, it, I know martial arts, so I mean, when I, how I, how I usually use it is when I, when I feel like I'm in trouble, I turn it on when I don't need it, I just put it on the back burner. So at that time, when the call back and up, I kind of just grabbed out of the corner of my eye and pushed the buggy this way. Mm -hmm. The guy was very happy and, um, and I said, no problem, you know, that's what you do. Yeah, you do the right thing. Yeah. Um, do you have anyone in your life that's been very influential to you? Someone that's an inspiration? Uh, I mean, my mom, my grandmothers. Mm -hmm. um, they, uh, when my grandfathers got sick, they stood by them, took care of them until their last, you know, dying breath. Mm -hmm. My mom was always there for me because I grew up with a speech impediment. Mm -hmm. So when I did learn how to talk, nobody could understand me. So it was my mom, and my sister, who knew what I wanted and what I was saying. So for the so, you know, for them to help me out in life. Mm -hmm. It'll have to be my mom, my sister, and my, gran my grandmothers. They're song ladies. Yeah. Because, hate, you know, many guys won't want to say it, but you, you got to have a good, strong woman beside you because, you know, because guys are not as strong as ladies as we <laughs> like to think. I think you're right. <laughs> I mean, we, we get sick. We want to our mothers. We want to our girlfriends. Or mm -hmm. They get sick. They handle it. Yeah. And a lot of people's like, don't be saying that. It's, like, it's true. Yeah. You know, we yeah. get sick. We act like big babies. Yeah. Females get sick and they don't. That's right. <laughs> yeah. They got, if they have kids, they have a husband, they have to put their sickness aside to yeah. tend to them. And that's how I said, saw with my mom and my dad was not the best person when he got sick. Mm -hmm. So. Well, thank you for saying that because yeah. there's a lot of women watching that will agree with you a hundred. Oh yeah, may not be too popular with the guys, but I don't really care. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just I can't tell a lie. <laughs> I love that, and I mm. think um, you think you're an honest person. I mean, you you always tell the truth. I try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even like one of my buddies is in rap music that I work with, and he has video on YouTube. So he showed me. I said, "Well, what's the name of it?" I want to go listen to it, and rap music is really not for me, but, yeah. and it sounded like like a very cheesy video, but I told me, man, that's professional, that sounds awesome, mm. you know, kind of, you, you know. a little white line. Yeah, I cut him on the hardest feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes we all have to do yeah, that. Yeah, but, but, you know, I try to tell the truth when it comes yeah. to it, to, you know, so nobody can get hurt or nobody can get in trouble. That's a good Good way to think. Mm -hmm. uh, Michael, in closing, is there anything else about you that you would like to share with the audience? Anything that I didn't ask you that you, you want to talk about? Um, not, I mean... We talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> music, politics, anything, you know? Yeah. It's all, uh, you know. You want to talk about politics? It's up to you. I'm, <laughs> I don't really care about it. I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a scut touchy subject you it know like subject. I said them like I was telling that last review about how Democrats think they're right and Republicans think they're wrong and Republicans think they're right and Democrats think they're wrong I just try to say in the middle yeah. meaning along I don't care who you are if you're Republican or Democrat 
if you're going to say you're going to do this, then do it. Yeah. Don't go back and lie. That's right. And every last present we had lied. <laughs> yeah. Well, words to live by. Yeah. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for having you. me. Appreciate your time. Mm -hmm. Thank you.